Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. What we hide away eventually gnaws at us and gets in the way of a healthy relationship with ourselves, our partner, our children, and our environment. Christine O'Brien helps women clear the clutter, do their inner work, connect with their emotions, and change their legacy. From tidy parties to learning how to fight in a loving way with your partner, Christine transforms women and families from the inside out and the outside in. You don't want to miss this episode. So welcome everyone. Today I have the pleasure of connecting with Christine O'Brien, who we met through various programs over the last few years and just really vibed with each other's energy and our missions in the world to help women. So Christine, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Violet. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Great. So Christine is a calm coach, creating calm coach, and it's what you think and more. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and what you're passionate about. Oh my goodness. So what do I do? What I usually say is I help families have harmony at home by strengthening relationships and clearing clutter. And so using um, the experience of clearing clutter to connect with yourself and then be the model you want for your children and improve your relationships through that clearing clutter, but also who you become in the process of recognizing what your preferences are and just getting a lot of clarity and then confidence to follow your desires and follow how you want to live. And um, so that, that kind of sums it up a little bit. I think I was a child development specialist and became a mom (laughs) and was like, oh my goodness, I had a clutter problem and overwhelm and lack of confidence. Like all the things that I help women with now, I struggled with myself. And so I come from a place of really non-judgment and open and having been there, but then having come through it with support so that that's what I like to offer so that you can have the life closer to how you want it to be and more calm and peace and harmony and better relationships. Mm. I really love how you start with the harmony and the family and the relationship because there's something about physical space and about, you know, how we have our physical space that does influence our moods and our relationships and how we relate to the world. And at some point you and I were talking and you talked about how it really is an inside job as much it is, as it is an outside job and being a role model for your children of the environment they're going to see growing up. I know from my experience, it can be kind of emotional for everyone. So I just get so inspired that this is something you're teaching women and a lot of times mothers that really transforms the whole family for years and years to come, as well as the relationships that the children will go on to have with their partners and with their, um, with their families that they create. Oh yeah, for sure. Generational healing is available when you make a change and then the next, you know, the following your children can learn and you're strengthening your relationship with your partner. Um, Mm -hmm. if you have one, um, that, yeah, like you're saying, it's a generational 
transformation that's possible from there. And definitely an inside job. There's so much reflection of how we keep our external space. And a lot of the women that I work with are very professional. They have things together and their friends would be surprised or their coworkers would be surprised that, oh, you have clutter. You're like, you're the one I go to and I have questions or, you know, really um, intelligent women. But then there's like this just emotional stuff going on at home and feeling like you can't keep on top of it and that people aren't doing what you want them to do. And it's hard to communicate that in a way that's inspiring. So a big piece of what I help women with is like creating calm inside of you. And then you come from a place of taking care of your own clutter and looking at what, what are your habits and your thoughts and your behaviors that are causing it. So then you can shift from there. And then, cause a lot of times people are blaming their family, blaming their kids, like they're, you know, causing all this challenge in my life and um, which may be part of it. But when you can take responsibility of like, Oh, am I putting my things where I want them to be um, or not? One example, I have a client was, you know, angry or upset with her husband for the stuff in the garage. And so I was supporting her in the program and she realized, Oh, it's not just his stuff. Like I have plenty of things I can, when I focus on my own stuff, then there's movement there. There's possibility for change and growth and to come to your husband and say like, Oh, you know, let's start from your vision. You wanted to make the garage into a workspace. So I've really cleaned up this area and there's a couple things of yours. Like, let's make this really good. Cause the tendency is to be like, your stuff is still there, you know, blah, you know, <laughs> like it's your, da, 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 da. but when you can slow down and feel like, okay, in giving yourself a lot of grace and like uh, forgiveness, just not that you're angry with yourself, but you're just like looking in the mirror and having an honest reflection of what your stuff is and what you can clean up so that you can inspire from that place that you're taking care of things. And then partner, husband, boyfriend will get on board from your role model rather than your forcing. Mm -hmm. That's such a beautiful example of, you know, the divine feminine, like instead of nagging or forcing or projecting or blaming or manipulating, it's just, okay, the stuff I see outside, the clutter I see outside, the shit I see outside for lack of a better word, like is reflective of stuff that I need to clean up inside too. And it's a deep spiritual practice, taking responsibility for your external world and your internal world, but I can feel the power in what you're sharing. And I think I've shared this with you before privately. I hope you don't mind me sharing now. Like there's something about your energy that feels like Glenda the good witch. Like you're just like calm and, you know, um, radiant and generous with people in terms of your energy. And there's just like this very pure essence that I imagine comes from all the deep work that you've done about not blaming or projecting and creating that inner world that feels pure too. Oh yeah. I love that you brought that back. I forgot that came from you. That became like a lot of people relate that with me now. (laughs) So that Glenda the Good Witch and like my magic wand and And you're exactly right. It's because I've done that work. Like I've done a lot of that work of looking in the mirror. I mean, every day I'm doing that work. Mm -hmm. And because I'm 
done it. Like, that's what I was saying. Like I've been through, I'm a human, I'm humaning along and I've figured some things out and I've figured out a way to look honestly at my, how I am showing up. And sometimes it's not how I want it to be and my own shit around is like, okay. So I, and I have a really good partner in this process with me who he's like reflecting well and we're communicating really well. Like our um, fights as it were are so good. It just become like so loving and honest and um, really safe and secure so that we can both express <laughs> what, what it is and that we're loved in that. And so I think that's part of what I bring for my clients is that you're loved in it. So you're looking in the mirror and you're maybe the temptation is to change from pressure and feeling bad and that, and I don't think it works. And so that transformation where it feels good and bringing pleasure to what we call the tidy party. And so part of what we do in the program is make clearing clutter fun, something that you look forward to rather than you're procrastinating and putting off. And so bringing some pleasure into that. And I just learned the French word for um, orgasm. <laughs> you probably know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to pronounce it properly, but petite more where mm -hmm. it's like part of you has died. And like in that there's like pleasure of an orgasm. And so um, <laughs> just like, that's possible. I think a lot of people believe change is hard. That's just like a given accepted um, belief, I think, generally in society. And I don't have that belief. I believe that change can feel really good when you're supported and you're in that loving space for yourself and the group that you're with around you. And when you see there's these other women struggling in the same way mm -hmm. as I am, and it's, we can clear clutter and have fun and feel good about ourselves in this transformation. So yeah. yes. <laughs> and normalizing, normalizing that like, if you have stuff that you need to clear physically and it brings up stuff emotionally. So what I'm hearing in your share and from my own experiences too, is you have something in the outer world in your home that's clutter, but it's a representation of like that emotion. And when, once you sit with the emotion, that can be overwhelming, I imagine, like to feel all the feelings I'm imagining shame or sadness or regret or, you know, self-flagellation for like not having everything perfect. Cause it's that dance between not wanting to live in perfectionism, but also, like you said, making confident choices and creating uh, the sort of life and relationship and families that you really want. I know for myself, I'm, I'm thinking of earlier this year, which I, I inherited from my family and I take responsibility for myself of that too, but the, the perfect on the outside, messy on the inside sort of mentality of like, as long as it looks perfect on the outside, then no one needs to know all of our deep, dark secrets. And I, I realize in myself that that leads to a pattern of the junk drawer, like junk drawers everywhere of like, it might look clean, but like everything is disheveled. I'm just maybe sharing with the listeners too, like some some empathy that I imagine this shows up a lot of different places, the junk drawer, the clutter, the um, things that we hide away from ourselves, which I used to struggle with, with an eating disorder. And so it feels like there's actually almost some parallels there too, of like trying to control feeling overwhelmed, um, having lots of emotions. You don't know how to process like, yeah, I can just only imagine how deep you go with your, with the women you work with. 
Well, I'm having like tingles and shivers because that's exactly who my people are. They're those women that it's like, everything's good, perfect. Like my house isn't dirty, but then you open the drawer and it's like that shame and guilt and shoving um, that I used to do. That it was like my closet and my daughter's room was like just jam packed, like, you know, throw something in and quickly shut the door, <laughs> you know, like, and to have that like image that I gave off that I have everything together and that, you know, I got this taken care of. And um, so, yeah, that's exactly the women who I support to be able to go through that for yourself. And um, when I did that closet, honestly, it was so emotional and like that's what's buried in that stuff is like the feelings I mean for there's some technical like what do I do with this stuff and you know I carry things from childhood that I just had them because I always had them that you know I never questioned it and so then when I had that opportunity to question well why do I have this and let me look at what I have and I I had one baby and I cleared out the closet and I, I thought I didn't want to have another baby. Anyways, that's, you know, complicated, but I really cried a lot and realized like, oh, I have like kind of a yearning for another baby or just like that loss of not being able to have a bigger family or, you know, there was so much emotions in that closet that mm-hmm. I didn't really want to face. And, um, so then to be able to do that and love myself through that process and learn and um, also feel like, okay, that I have one wonderful child and, um, you know, just recognize my own emotions around that. And like you're saying, like the grief and shame and all those emotions that can come up and then to just have someone hold your hand through that so that you can blossom into who you really are in that vulnerability and that truth and not having those unrecognized like the subconscious that's like controlling your actions you know when you don't realize Mm -hmm. that you know there was some grief or shame and how it would show up like just responding to in ways that I didn't realize were related to unprocessed emotion and so to be able to process that and then move forward with more of a free sense in my heart but also in my closet I was so proud I was like I can vacuum in my closet (laughs) like that's amazing (laughs) that is awesome I love that I feel so much joy just hearing you tell that story and feels important of course to recognize that you're holding space for people and um, you work with, do you work with groups? Do you work with women in a group? Yeah, I do individual and it's a group program and there's some individual work and then there's a lot of it's group, which has really been the most, I think those tidy parties, people are like, sometimes they're afraid and they are like, I don't know if I want to participate in that. But once they like peek in, they're like, whoa, this is amazing. This is like the best part. I'm like, mind of my one-on-one coaching, but the group where you recognize I am not the only one, like we can be in this, like, I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in this mm-hmm. being, you know, a together woman that has some things to work through and has clutter and like secret shame kind of in a way that 
it just feels so good. The tidy parties are so fun. And those tidy parties became the event of the week for these women and for myself um, to have that connection and conversations. And sometimes I'm supporting people through with coaching and sometimes someone else has just gone through clearing their closet or clearing their paperwork or doing something and then they have advice for you. So that collective wisdom and support um, just feels really good. And there must be some like hormones released when we gather together because it just feels so good to be together and to be supported and to be going on the same similar journey together. Definitely. I think even on Zoom, we can feel those bonding, bonding chemicals and it's fabulous that you work together with women in, in a group because then they can get support from each other. I think being in a group of women is, is so powerful, but I want to talk a little bit about the kids and of the, of the, you know, women that you work with, do they share how this is transforming their children or their relationship with their children? Do you have any um, like things you've noticed that you want to share with us? Oh my gosh. Okay. So sometimes the kids will be inspired and they want to come to the tidy party or they start having their own tidy parties with their friends. And so it's very much like when you're leading, I think you call it the, the, the divine feminine, like you're leading from this place of joy and pleasure and clearing and it feels good and it's exciting. And you're going towards this vision of clarity and fun and connection. Um, then your family's like, what's she doing? Like, I want to do that too. Um, and so specifically for clearing clutter, when you get to that place of leadership, then your family won't be like, oh, that sounds good. Or you're, you know, so there's definitely movement there. And sometimes the kids will be asking me questions of, like, mm. you know, and I'm coaching the kids through their questions that they have about letting go of stuffed animals when they're like 12 or 13 and, you know, um, helping them just feel good about their process. Um, and then, so something that one of the women recently was sharing that made the entire investment worth this one shift that her family did. And because it was in a group, she shared like waking up her teenager in the morning was really stressful and, you know, like bad energy and no one felt good and they were still late anyway. And, you know, um, so I coached her through how, how to wake her up and how to come to it with a different energy, probably the same divine feminine and just coming with love. And so we coached her through and it was, she was going to wake her daughter up. I think like bringing her tea and Oh, snuggling, snuggling with her and just like shifting the dynamic. And so she reported back that it was, really changed everything and starting off the day without all that stress and, and antagonism and feeling bad, but feeling pressure and like how, like all the yuck just like cleared it and made it like a really yummy way to wake up and connect. And, um, and you start the day that way. And then the whole rest of the day is different. And so that's how like little shifts of lightning your whole life can change when you're like doing these little changes. And, and then what else happened was that another mom didn't say anything in the group coaching, but she was having the same problem and she shifted too. And so that's the power of the group too. I think when someone gets vulnerable and I coach them through 
scenario at home and then everyone else there's it's always we can all relate to you know those things with our kids or with our elder parents I think I have a group now with a lot of elder parents where it's some similar um, ways of relating and how to support when people get into that older phase where they get less dependent but they want to be dependent you know uh, some challenges of humaning happening and just to be able to shift how you show up for the people around you and how that can change everything. Mm. Challenges of humaning. That's, <laughs> that's a great phrase. It's so <laughs> appropriate, especially for, for 2020. Um, and one of the things I was hearing or sensing as you were talking about the woman with waking up her teenage daughter is how that teenage daughter will now recognize that it's not just about the pressure and the performance and all the things she used to maybe be feeling from her family that her mom was also feeling. It's about love and waking up feeling good and doing what you need to do in terms of self-care to start your day on the right foot. Like that's going to change every day of that teenage girl's life because she's going to recognize that pleasure and self-care is important and being loved is important, not just prodded to do things. So it feels like it relates to boundaries and all of these other things for, for that young girl at a formative age. Mm, yes. Again, so well captured. Definitely. Um, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm loving this because, you know, the work that I do with women on dating and on sensuality, I, my whole lens is, is similar. Like it's not just about getting the guy or making your husband happy or being this bombshell or whatever you want to call about media, what media says is, is sexy. It's really about finding your own joy and pleasure, finding your own turn on in your body, finding your own connection to yourself and in dating, finding your own power and confidence instead of what, what can I say to get him to text me back? You know, it's like, these, these mechanisms of the ways we try to control and try to be perfect and try to really be in our head instead of being vulnerable and feeling our feelings. It just, it translates into so many different parts of life. So as we're talking, I'm like, oh, that's why I like her so much. We have such a similar, um, for many reasons, but you know, we have a similar yeah. kind of view about like on the outside, on the inside. So on, on the outside. And then you mentioned a few times about like you and your husband have such good fights now or that you're, um, you know, in quotations, or that your clients will come to their partners with just a deeper sense of possibility and joy. And tell me a little bit more about the, the impact this work has on the relationship that these women have. And um, like, what are some of the fun things that they get to share with you? Um, okay, I want to step back because I wanted, my brain went freezing for a second, but that response to the other one about self-care, bringing that up. And I've just recently come to my own I think it's my own, maybe it came from someone else like over time, but the idea that I have of self-care is recognizing your needs mm -hmm. and then communicating them and putting the investment resources, time, like making sure that that's happening so that you're giving from an overflowing cup rather than a depleted cup and then being resentful and not feeling good. And so that little piece of self-care and when you can come into a relationship and say you know example I really like that I recognized with my own daughter when she was little younger um was that she just wake up and she'd pull my arm and like have demands of what playing or needing or you know it was like 
and then we'd wake up and I'd be like, you know, grouchy and all those things. And I just recognized that point of the day for myself. What I needed was like a little more space, like some sweetness, some cuddling and just saying, we start to say, um, oh, what do we say? Good morning, sunshine. I love you. Or, you know, those like just the sweet way to wake up and cuddle and also what I recognized so that was probably five years ago that that mm-hmm. happened um, and I have to hold that I have to keep I have to still remind her like how do I like to be woken up you know like holding that boundary and holding that like I deserve that you, you know you deserve that because now I'm gonna be nicer and like I'm gonna want to play with you more you know I'm gonna be ready to make your breakfast and um so I think that's relevant to, you know, relationship, any relationship you have of recognizing your need and being able to communicate them and having that sense of that you deserve it. And so that's where I think a lot of times um, some things get in the way for that, of that. And in your environment, when it's cluttery, sometimes you don't feel like you deserve clarity and um there's like a lack of worthiness or something there that is looking that oftentimes we're looking to our partner to say, Oh, you're worthy. And then um, that's, I don't believe that's where we can get it. Like I was waiting for a long time for my husband to say that I'm worthy. And once I realized like, I'm claiming that for myself, like I'm not waiting around. Then he started to treat me like I'm worthy. And so I think that um, that is really powerful to just recognize that for yourself and see what thoughts and actions and feelings that you're having around it and do what needs to be done to make that shift so that then you can have a life closer to what you want. And it's simple things, waking up, feeling good and helping your children remember how you like to be treated and those kind of things. And then you asked about, Uh, my clients, their shares about how their partner shows up different. It's definitely like, oh my gosh, he just started clearing his clutter and (laughs) he just like did it on his own. And it was really exciting. And then like specifically with arguments or this old pattern that a lot of us have of um, nagging or being like family meeting time, I'm really annoyed, like your stuff is in the floor, you know, like coming with that. And then people are like, hey, like, and then you're in this pattern of fighting. I have a client too that was in a pattern of arguing about the elder care of her husband's family, her, his parents, and they were, she would get to anger and they would be fighting about it. Um, And so I coached her and recognizing that really she was sad underneath there and she was able to then the next time that kind of pattern started to come up that she was able to just be like you know what I feel really sad about what's happening and he was able to respond in a different way that ended the fighting because when you come from the truth like what your needs are what you're recognizing the true feeling is then there's like a different way you can communicate when you go to that vulnerability and you don't just like puff up and defend and like be on the surface level that creates arguments and patterns of, um, I don't know what's the right word, chaos or 
um, defensiveness and this kind of pattern that you can just shift it by settling into what's true and what you're recognizing underneath the surface and why you want to fight about it. Well, oh, and that's the other thing. Sometimes we do want to fight about things because we want certainty and it's like, we know this pattern, it's really familiar. And so that was definitely happening with my clients where they're like, I picked a fight with him. And it's like, yeah, you did that because you want certainty. You want to feel those same feelings, those maybe they're bad feelings, but they're familiar and that's what you're used to. And so being able to recognize that, and even like for, with my husband, like that when we first got locked down and we had to stay home that day, we just like had a big fight and then something else happened like another, maybe it was like, we're in California and there's fires. And so that day was like, had a fight because that's like, um, that pattern that I'm talking about. And luckily it's like, we recognize it quickly and like able to approach it from a different place, but just recognizing that pattern of why you're fighting and being able to get down to the truth and then authentically communicate and connect, connect deeper instead of losing connection, connecting more. So Absolutely. Which can only happen if we're connecting to ourselves and have done some of this work to become conscious about our patterns and what's ours and what we can start with instead of wanting them to, to go first. I like to tell my clients, I feel I want, like, if you only use that as a template in your communication, you're still going to be way further ahead. Like, what do you feel and what do you want? Not you or, you know, blame, um, but sometimes it's hard to do. It's hard for us to know as women what we feel because a lot gets projected on us and we weren't taught to be in touch with the full range of our emotions. So yeah, there's so much, so much there. How did you get into this? You'd mentioned you were in early child development and you had your own daughter, but um, yeah, like tell us a little bit more just about your journey. Oh, great. Yeah. So let me just say one more thing about the self-care. I think my definition is basically what you just said. I feel I want, like, I love that. Um, so how did I get into this? Uh, I mean, if we go back to the beginning, I had a really um, challenging childhood myself and abuse, neglect, abandonment. And so I just, but I came into the world like very resilient and powerful and, um, and that like core of me kind of stayed consistent and always looking for a solution. And so I just from an early age was taking on self-development and studying child development and taking care of kids um, from a young age and just giving that nurturance. And so then I got my degrees in child development and did that kind of work. And actually specifically what I was doing for a long time was helping teachers set up classrooms for mm -hmm. improved interaction, improved education, cognitive, social, all those kind of development. <laughs> and, and so then I became a mom and was like, oh my gosh, it's like easy to do for other people, but how do I like do life and all the things in my own home and not have the piles. And um, so I read Marie Kondo's book, uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and really felt so inspired. And that's when I started to ask like, why do I have this stuff from childhood? Do 
do I need it? Does it spark joy? And just making a life based on what sparks joy and having the framework to go through my things and become um, certified. Well, actually, I just started a Facebook group because I wanted a group. Like I was saying, like I made a program based on what I needed to get through. So I had a group um, in Facebook and it was really popular because that book was popular. And so then I became certified in KonMari method and really, like I was saying, so I, for my own development, like I had parenting coach and I had therapist and um, all these things that I needed to succeed. And I hired a professional organizer to help me with certain parts of my transformation. And so I just started doing the KonMari method at my friend's house, like neighbors, you know, anyone who had let me. And I just felt like this, um, like body experience, like of pleasure and of, um, like I, this is good. Like this feels so good to clear out mess and help people in this way. And so it kind of just kept growing from there and then recognizing what it was it that I needed to be successful and here's what I want to provide for other women who struggle in the same way. Mm. I love how all of these pieces wove together and it's so powerful when an entrepreneur recognizes the gifts that they give intuitively and naturally, but also all the threads that they've woven together for their own journey and then can shepherd someone through. It's, it's like you're a doula for the rebirth of their families as they create these new patterns and, um, something that popped into my awareness from what you said earlier was about the, um, something about the boundary with your daughter, like keeping the boundary and reminding her how you like to be woken up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I imagine that's such a parallel to keeping a house not cluttered. Like it's one thing to tidy up. It's another to like train yourself then to make confident choices, to not make it cluttered again, or to keep saying that. And that's something I think a lot of people, myself included struggle with is, okay, I said the boundary then like, can't I just go to sleep for a little while? Like metaphorically, can't I just become unconscious for a little while? And in full transparency, you know, I'm working through not doing that with my money. It's like, I'll be really conscious with my money and then I'll kind of go unconscious and then I'll create some scarcity. And I'm like, why am I creating scarcity just to force me to be more conscious with my money? Like, let's just be more conscious of my money. Like, it's not just this thing that you can forget about. So, um, we all have to be conscious about all of these different parts of our life, but there's pleasure in that. There's joy in that. It's not a punishment. It's unlocking even more energy. Cause I imagine with the women you work with, as they do this work, their relationships get better, but they might also end up losing weight or getting new jobs or like getting a raise or having, having power in other places outside of even the home. Oh, for sure. The next step definitely is beautifying and making a career change or starting a business or like, Actually, you know, something recently, a client who was a successful businesswoman, she has four kids and homeschools and was like a balance between, oh, can I do a business? And, you know, can I fit this in? And by the end of the program, it's like, yes, I can have it all, <laughs> but you can't do it all perfectly <clears throat> and live up to this certain expectation. So there's some letting go to be able to, you know, when I was coaching her, it was like obvious that this was a really important part of her life to be a successful businesswoman and had started uh, something on her own and to be able to have that and to live your values with your kids um, is a big part of it. 
Um, this is definitely, this whole conversation is making me want to go do some cleaning. <laughs> like I, um, in the last few months I've, I've, um, anyway, I won't get into my story, but I did want to share around this pleasure of, of cleaning. And I imagine there's probably a German word of something because I have this kinky pleasure for seeing something organized <laughs> when I was in my twenties and I had way more time on my hand. I alphabetized the spice rack and it was just so nice to be like, oh, I know exactly where my things are. <laughs> and, um, I don't quite have that time on my hands or I haven't made the time on my hands. I haven't done the things that I, that I need to do or worked with someone um, amazing like you. But my husband, just a quick, um, quick little story. My husband, we had to buy an organizing, we decided to buy an organizer case for my daughter who's deaf and has cochlear implants. And there's a lot of different pieces and like wires and chargers and all these things. So we found a really cool organizer and he bought a, um, he bought a label maker. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. Like I almost had like a soulgasm because, uh, and he was laughing at me. He's like, oh my God, like, why are you getting so excited about cleaning up? But maybe for women or just anyone who really appreciates beauty and spatial, spatial, um, calm. It just, yeah, there's something about it that feels so good to, to do this. So I highly recommend anyone listening to reach out to you, Christine, to, you know, set up some time to talk with you or to learn more about your offerings because you transform the whole person and the whole family. And it's really, really important. So how can people find out about you? Well, I am on, um, online. <laughs> I have a website and there's a workshop, free workshop that you can participate in. And it's right there on the front page. And so it's www.creatingcalmcoach.com. And so that's where you can find me and check it out. And I just want to say part of that, that might be what I was having a soulgasm when I was like organizing for people. And I think it's connecting with that agency that you have over life when it's like, so much out of our control and then you come in and you can just make something pretty and organized and you know where to find things and it makes you know like with your daughter to find what you need and you there's not it's not complicated you can go to the thing because the emotions around it are complicated and so when you can get the physical space clear then you can also clear the emotional space a little bit too I'm just so excited to continue to support women in this transformation. Like you're saying, it changes generationally what's possible for you and your family and your life. And just to be able to look in the mirror and like yourself and to feel good about who you're being and how you're showing up for your family and living your potential so that they can live their potential. And it's so much fun. <laughs> Change is fun. <laughs> yes. I, I agree with you. I like change. It feels really good. I mean, the middle gets kind of messy, but, but it's worth it. It's worth it to go through that change. Yes, definitely. There, uh, I asked this of almost every guest that I have, what's um, bringing you pleasure or lighting you up lately? What's bringing you pleasure or joy lately? Well, connecting with people like you, I think even, you know, we're on zoom world a lot and it just feels so good to connect with humans and last night my friend I hadn't seen her in so long and she was playing at a restaurant and I got to listen to her play some music just those simple simple things are really giving me a lot of pleasure and lighting me up to catch a smile like a really joyful mm -hmm. smile mm -hmm. 
Well, my heart feels warm just hearing that. So thank you for sharing that story. I'm glad you got some live music that is so important and a little bit of social connection. So thank you so much, Christine. Uh, again, you can go to creating calm coach that's creating with an ing um ce oh, anyway i'll put it in the show in the notes. <laughs> creating calm coach um in the show notes and yeah it's been a pleasure thanks so much for sharing your journey and all of this wisdom thanks christine thanks violet it was amazing thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.